This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FYI, All Things Mental Wellness. This week's guest is a local businessman, husband and father to two beautiful adult children. He was born in Shepparton, then spent some time in Euroa before settling in Wodonga with his parents and siblings. He loves his football. He played most of his career with the mighty Wodonga Bulldogs in the Ovens of Murray and he's a passionate St Kilda supporter. His other loves in life are getting back to Harrietville, where his mother grew up, a spot of fishing, but most of all, his greatest love is his family. Today, he's going to share his personal journey through mental ill health to help us continue to normalise the conversation around this topic. We also have the pleasure of having his amazing wife join us so she can give a parent and a wife perspective of living with someone who struggles with mental ill health. Outside of her rewarding job as an education support member, she loves spending time with her family and friends over a bubbly or two. Robin and Rob Grote, welcome to FYI. Thanks, Nadia. That's a hell of an intro. What the hell of an intro, That's a double whammy. I'm exhausted. Pump Rob up like nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) No, all good, all good. Thank you very much. That's okay. Thank you so much for for coming on board and, and obviously for our guests. Initially, we reached out to you, Rob, yep. because um, I know you've you've spoke at a, at a couple of functions on mental illness, and um, Robin jumped on board to come in and give a, another perspective, I guess, which sometimes we forget about the carers and the partners and the parents and and everyone else that's in that bubble too. So, where do we start? You start oh, get- us off, Greg. You're never short of a word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nard, and, uh, and thank you for the, the invite, which is uh, very pleasing because it's it's an area that we uh, struggle as a society to open up on and, and come, come to grips with, and that's been the situation for myself for the best part of 20 years. My story goes back to, to when a, my previous employment that just – really overwhelmed me to the point where I just had a complete breakdown and um, had to take time out from work for a period of about five months. And And I guess with Robin coming in here, she can give you the perspective of what it's like to support somebody in that situation because uh, they're not in a position to support themselves, quite simply. Yeah, yeah. yeah too right. Yeah. Is that something that was a build-up over a period of time, Rob, that, that got... <laughs> Yeah, it was burned, and and when you look back, I had a had a lunch with Nard last week, and uh, when it happens, and when you look back, it it builds up over a long, long period of time, and there are things that have happened in your life that you don't even realise that are sitting there in the back of your mind, uh, and they all get dredged up to the front through that period till you get on the road to recovery, and. Again, you don't know that you know a couple of little minor ups and downs through teenage years and that sort of thing, but 
just a, a battle a, on, don't you? A battle on and, yeah. a, and a small a small pothole in the road. But yeah. when the whole world comes closing in on you, they all come to the surface, and um, and you got to deal with them. Yeah, You've do you reckon get, that was when it, when it got to that point where you said, "Oh, and now's that time." And I'm sure there was never a, a day that you said, "That's that's it. That's enough." But and you might correct me, but was it a period that you were down physically? Um, that that helped all of those extras lob on top of you that made it a bit more difficult at the time. No, no, it wasn't a physical thing. Um, it was just a, you know, the, the lead up was a, a, a highly stressful work environment mm-hmm. um, that um, it just becomes it it just envelopes you. You know, it becomes your whole world. But, but how did you know, Grody? So obviously work was overwhelming. I think a lot of us can be empathetic to that because some of us have worked in a high stressful job or a high demanding job. But that was the one that sort of tipped you. How did you know all those other little things that you were talking about? Like how did they all come to the forefront when you've had this, you know, meltdown, yeah, breakdown? They just come out now. Um, yeah, when, right you, when you're sitting at home, like I spent – the best part of five months where I didn't work, yeah, and I'd sit at home trying to do some jobs and things that Robin had put on my plate in the morning to do, and little jobs at night take me say an hour or two to do now would have taken one or two days back then, and you just you yeah, don't know right. why you just you don't have that control, and and the tipping point was made for me really. Yeah, I mean, yep. um, I just kept battling on and battling on, thinking. It'd get better and it'd get better, but you know, I had a I worked in an environment where I was a nurse in a manufacturing factory, and she knew that I was struggling pretty bad that day, and just put her arm around me and said, "Come with me." Yeah, and, right. Uh, eh? That was yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have been half asleep that night, and then in again the next day. Yeah. Good of yeah. her to pick up on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, it, the support was fantastic, um, which is one of the ironical things. You know, there's the support to recover was there, but most of the mechanisms that put me there were from the people that employed you. <laughs> and that and that's not being negative to them. That's just the environment we were in. Yeah, yeah that's right. And a lot of times when you're in that pressure role, you – when I've looked back on what I've been in similar situations and possibly nothing like what you've been in, you think to yourself, well, I'll just, I'll go a bit harder. It's got to be, it's got to be me. I've just, it's just, I'll get over that. I'll just go a bit harder and I'll make that happen until such a point comes that you can't push any harder. Yeah. And you're dead right there, Bernie. And I think, you know, a lot of the times you look at, you can say people, it, it happens a lot to the good people. They try and look after everybody else before themselves. And when they're when they're struggling, they try and help everyone with their needs before their own, and 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 that's one of the things you learn, and that's one of the coping mechanisms at the other end of it is that you got to look after yourself first. Mm. Incredible point to bring up because very <clears throat> excuse me, most of us would put ourselves second to yeah, to mo- everything. Most people do, and uh, and you want to achieve, and you want to strive, oh, and absolutely you want to hit the goals, and you want to provide. Yep. Absolutely, and and in, again in my discussion with Nadia last week when we had some lunch, and and whilst it goes against my grain a little bit, part of my philosophy now is to choose what I want to do, what I want to do, not what everybody else wants me to do, and do it. 
and if there are things there that I'm not comfortable in in doing, um, do you not, mean in your work life or do you uh, mean, I mean personal life as well? Everything, mm-hmm. everything, yeah, because it's very easy, as you'd know, to get dragged from pillar to post in the environments that we work in by people and with little or no reward a lot of the time. But that's not the point. To have them take over the position of controlling your life by what they want is not what you need. What what damn good advice. Mm. You know, and, and that that's that's when you do start recovering, I reckon, Grody. When you, do, you start yeah. putting yeah. yourself first. And and some some beg to differ. Some say, Oh, but that's um avoiding. No, it's not. I think it's just knowing oh, no. what your boundaries are. It's taking control. Absolutely. I think I think the avoiding is when you let people do that because Correct. you're avoiding looking after yourself. Now, yeah. and the simple philosophy is if I can't look after myself, there's no way I can look after my wife and my kids and my family and friends. That's so right. Rule number one is you've got to do what you want to do and, yep. and stay true to that. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy. No, it's not. And like you said, when it goes against your grain. It goes against so. your grain a bit. To say no and not want to help people to do things, but if it's if it's going to do some damage to the work that's gone in to get us back to where we are, well, it's, it, I'm not going to do it's it. It's not worth it, no. no. So how did that look like to you, Rob? So at home, I'm presuming when this happened, you still had kids at home. Yeah, yeah um, little ones. How, um, how was this for you guys? Scary to start with, but I think that um, at the time we were fortunate that we're the company Grady worked for provided support and I think that straight up he took it and mm. he took support from our GP and he knew straight away that this is something that I need to take medication for. Yep. I need to – he had to learn to sleep, hadn't yep. slept for I don't know how long on and off and we were fortunate that he was well supported from an employer point of mm, view. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I likened it to I think the first he had two weeks off and then he thought, I think I'm good. I'll go back to work and it didn't last long and we were back where we were again. And, you know, and like Grady said, and to be brutally honest at the time when we had little kids, it was like, well, what's going to happen if Grady can't work mm. and earn that good money? Mm. And That's I wasn't right. working and I'm like, no, we'll be right. We'll, we'll sort this. We'll sort this out. But um, it didn't get sorted out. And in hindsight, it was the best thing he ever did to walk away. It had to happen because I actually thought he wouldn't have been with us if he didn't walk away. And he had to. And we just plotted along and as, as we do did our thing. Yeah. But I, I always liken it and we've had. You know, our son has struggled with anxiety as well and we've – I liken it to cracking an egg. Once I crack the egg with both of them that I know that no matter what, no matter what goes on in Grady's life or what what goes on in our son's life, they'll talk about it. Mm. He would never curl up in a ball and – not be mindful of it. Mm. He's very mindful of his mental health and so is our son and they both would say at any time, not coping. Isn't it a pity though that we have to get to not that coping. tipping point but before that happens? I think a lot of people don't get to that point either and that's where our biggest issues are, whereas Grody and Sam, sorry, 
<laughs> Grady and Sam would both say, it's not a good day. Mm. It's not a good day. I'm not feeling great today. And so I know that wherever they are, whoever they're with, that I would be the first person they would call and just and say. Do you think your experiences then help Sam in that with his anxiety? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, to see dad go through. What oh, he well, he was through. only a little fella at the time. Yeah, yeah, but you've been through a recovery after. Yeah, recovery and, and deal with things as well. And then Sam had, you know, he had some issues as most adolescents do when they grow up and, mm. and different people handle things differently. And mm. Sam's a very soft, close to home young fella. And, yeah, you know, you just work with your children. Of course and you do. We yeah. provided that support to him through us and through our professional help. It's pretty easy to be busy though, isn't it? And not quite get in touch when you need to. Oh yeah, Yeah, it is. But, you know, I'd work from home and support him if if he was having a a tough time and you've got to do that. I mean, You know, of course we do anything for our kids as, as parents, but sometimes we don't have the tools, we don't have the life experience, we don't have the resources, mm. Mm. we don't have the time, whatever it may be. How lucky Sam <laughs> that he has, you know, the silver lining here. I don't like what you went through either, Grody, but the silver lining mm. is that Sam struggled with some anxiety issues and you could help him firsthand. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, that is yeah. and massive. It, and yeah. I, yeah, he. it wouldn't matter where we were, what we were doing, if he was struggling, he would call. Yeah. And, and, and now, I'm, and, and that just puts that, that just evens us out because, yeah, of course. you know, if we ever went away or even if I went to school and I remember going to school and after being off and on at home, with Sam and I would go to school and to walk in the door and I'd open the door and go, G'day, mate. You go, Hi, Mum. And it was like, Oh, mm-hmm. thank God. We went through that for a long time. Mm. And, but now I know that even it doesn't matter if I was at school at nine o'clock and it was five past nine and if he needed, he would call. Mm. So that's provided us with that. Oh, that little bit of level of comfort that at least, you know, he's 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 an open book with you guys and he's going to reach just out knows. if he's in trouble. Yeah. Grady would be the same as well. Like it wouldn't mm. matter if, oh, maybe she's busy. Mm. Wouldn't matter anymore. They would just call and say it's not a good day. Yeah. And and we we found that afterwards even once Grady's mental health had stabilised and he was still, he was terrific, that, if something happened, he couldn't even explain it. Yep. Why he wasn't feeling great that day. So that's why the whole support thing that people with mental health have with their psychs or their GPs or their medication, that they need to know that that can be for life and it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay. Because you know? that's your life. Yeah, as an individual. Mm. Yeah. People have diabetes and asthma and they take medication to get through yeah. their life. So it's the same thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a f- it's nice to hear that, Robin, because I'm, I'm not pro or anti. I, I think it's such an individual. Um, yeah. It's just individual and it yeah. is what it is and that's my own personal opinion as well. So it's yeah. really refreshing to hear that. Yeah, yeah and it- Again, it's one of the things that as society we struggle with and I don't know, I'm still not sure why having been through it. Um, If you get a cold or you get the flu bad, you go to the doctor. 
And uh, if you have a, you know, appendicitis or a broken leg, you, you go to the doctor mm. and you have the treatment that gets mm. you right. Mm. We generally don't do it at all with our mental health. No. And I'm not sure. Years gone by, I think it's a stigma. And I think it still is. I mean, I, again, I spoke to you, Nardin. Of course. And, and there was, I had many visits to a psychologist here in Albury and there was very few times that I visited him where I didn't have to go into another room while somebody from the same company walked out 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I had to go into another room simply told me that it wasn't accepted then by the person suffering and by the psychologist doing it. Mm. And it's still still the way. Yeah. So that's one of the big things we have me. to jump over. Yeah. You know what I say, Rob, is um, we, Bernie and I, work next door to a psychology clinic yeah. and the amount of people I still see when I'm, you know, in and out of work or whatever, sneaking in there, I just get so sad for them. Mm. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And and I agree. One of my, you know, we've spoken about this. One of my pet hates is, you know, when people say, "Well done on, um, you know, creating awareness." Like we're twenty twenty one. Yeah, we've got to mm. be past awareness. Mm. We're at we're normal. Which we're just got normalizing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think our um, environment is huge and opens up a whole other basket here, but even in environment in a primary school that, you know, we need part of, we need part of our curriculum, part of primary school kids mm. being to address how they're feeling. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I think you work at the right end of it too, Robin, is that yeah. we probably can't alter the perception or the, the opinions of people our age. We're developed over, most of us mm. are developed over a period of time. And if you've never we'll get on struggled with, with mental health in any way, whether it be good or bad, you won't get it. You won't understand it. If it's never touched your life, it's something that you just cannot grasp. The kids, yeah. on the other hand, mm. are the tipping point where we can get people to to learn from the very early stages that it's just normal, like you talked about, um, Rob, is that they're the ones that are going to teach the rest of the world and move forward on that. Yeah, it's not, definitely. We talk about the teenagers. We talk about our kids in their 20s um, being the game, game changers at the moment. And they are because they're having conversations amongst themselves. Mm. But it's those little kids that are mm. coming through after that, you know, my grandkids and, and yours. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's they're the ones that will have a much better grasp on, on it being a normality, I think. Mm. Oh. It's, it's not a five-minute change. No, it's not a five-minute change, and and it it, it will change. And mm. what you say is right, yeah. Bern. It'll take a generational change, and that's that'll be through not just the individuals, but through their family environment. And and sadly, you mentioned before about the support that we're lucky to have. Well, there are, there are a lot of people who just simply don't have that support. That's they right. They don't have any family mechanisms around them, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers that. Sadly, don't care. Correct. Um, One of the scariest days we ever had was uh, when my son came to me and told me about his suicidal thoughts and, and mm. where he was in the in his state of mind at the time. But in retrospect, it was possibly one of the best things that could have ever happened to me because he he did tell us. You know, there was mm. a, there was a catalyst. It, he was pushed to a point where he admitted to us he's what he, where he was at. Yep. 
But to me, I was so proud later on, I shit myself to start yeah. with. Oh, <laughs> yeah, think. Holy shit, what was going kidding. on there? How did mm. that happen? Yeah. You know, um, but following that, you know, I went into full protection mode, yeah. rang him every five minutes, you know, yes. where are you now? What are you doing here? Eventually he said to me, piss off, Dad. Yeah, I'm you okay. Know, I'm, I'm going to ride again, you know. Just, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that's where I was at at the time. Tough gig for a parent to have that conversation with kids yeah. and, um, you know, and when when our kids are super struggling and mm. we look at them sometimes, you think, yeah, they're struggling but they're teenagers and they'll get through mm. that. You know, we all got through that. Well, some don't. And, no, and until we can have now. that conversation with them or yep. they're comfortable enough having that with us, yeah. it's still scary. Yeah, it's scary. And when we had a similar thing burn with our, our son as well and, um, you know, I, I still make it a habit that when I'm out and about, as you we work in a similar industry. We've got the freedom to do a bit of out and about just to pop in and make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not. But that that provides them with the confidence that we're there, we're coming to them and, and they can come to us. And, and like Robin said, Sam will ring us at any time and and I'm the same. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You've, just, you've got to take it out of the mind that you're a burden on someone else. And that's mm. what a lot of people think. Yeah, yeah. Mm. exactly. Yeah, and, and it's simply not the case. That anymore, I no, think. No, no, not either, anymore. Which is really initially good. Initially, they do. Oh, mm. Yeah, yeah he and, did. And, and, you, he did. and you grow through that, yep. too. You know, and you, yep. you're there to help him, as, as I was with Sean. Yep. And it's, it's not a. It's, it's a most uncomfortable situation, no matter who you are and what you know. Yeah. Um, and I'll go back to it's the scariest thing I've ever been, you know had to sort of listen to but there's other siblings out there too that they're looking in on things because Sam's not your only child no no so you know there's others that are looking in on what's happening as well yeah. and and hopefully learning and yeah. trying to be in touch with mm. how that all works and seeing how mm. you guys are dealing and with seeing things those and crises for help and thinking oh wow I didn't realize <laughs> that was they what don't was happening they're living their life yeah. you know and flying along probably and and pretty well yeah don't see a lot in the mirrors you know, no, they don't. And um, uh, just a point no. there, Ben, I'd like to make on, and you mentioned your son's suicidal thoughts, and um, I can say that you know, I didn't have a genuine, serious thought about taking my own life at any point in time, but one of the most pressing feelings that you get along the way all the time there is, is what am I doing here? Why am I, why am I alive? And that's a, it's a symptom, basically, and I'm sure if everybody else goes through that, and I think it's the ones that sadly follow through and finish their life are ones without the support and the belief that there's a better way around. Mm. But the thought is constantly there, and I'm sure it's there with everybody that struggles with a mental illness. It's how it's dealt with. And, and you're right, it's your environment that helps you to cope with that thought. Yeah. Yep, and who, who's around you? And, and sadly, some people don't have any support. any support. Yeah. But you know, flipping that too, Grody, you're right. Not everyone has family. Not everyone has the support that let, let's say you and Sam had. But you'd be bloody surprised who'd help you. Oh. Like if, <laughs> if you didn't have mm. family or a partner, and you walked outside your door and bowed up your neighbour. It oh, happened yeah. to Sam yeah. when we were overseas, actually. Um, we'd been away for nearly a month. Yep. And before we went, he said, Mum, the only thing that worries me about you going away is that you're worried about me. I'm fine. So 
that was all good, but then it got to about, oh, I think the last week we're away and he Two weeks. struggled, yeah. yeah, and he thought he just went down to our neighbours who I think I was eight weeks pregnant with Sam when we met them, so they've seen his whole journey. And they, Sam went down, knocked on the door and just melted into our neighbour's arms and said, I just want him to come home. And, and he was dealing with some other um, sexuality issues and stuff at the time that were very new and raw for him. And so they've been like, yeah, his other parents. Mm. They, like he wouldn't have survived some different things. Even lately, they, when he first started his job, he's just started work as a podiatrist and we've he's gone through uni, which has been amazing. Mm. And um, his first day at work in Wagga, I thought I'm I'm not calling. He's a he's a big boy now. Call the next day, and it was really hard. And we went down there. We have we're a, always parents. Oh, I know. It doesn't matter their age. Have a weekly drink with our neighbours, and they said so. Sam's first day was good, and I said, oh, I'm not sure. I'm waiting till tomorrow. And then we, <laughs> oh, we called him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, you're right. In there. Oh, it looks. <laughs> I, I just I don't like that thing of you know there's people out there that don't have anything there's there's doctors hard there's, to believe it is hard to believe I know sometimes when you're in that frame of mind if you don't have those close support networks yeah mm-hmm. but but that's your big message though if you yeah. don't oh and you're walk out your door yeah. bloody go to the supermarket ask someone mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah the tough thing is though the people aren't physically or mentally in the right space to be able to make that simple decision to go and put their hand up. Uh, that That's a thing. And, yeah, it, I, you know, I guess everybody's different. But yeah, they are. And you're in a space where you, you don't have control over solid thoughts. You can have a million thoughts but not know what to do about one of them. Seeing where the light is at the end of the tunnel and uh, not that it's just a train coming at you is... Almost impossible. Mm. Almost impossible. Mm. So, I really do feel for, you know, some of the homeless kids. Say, yep. home, kids that are homeless and yep. street. Where do they go if they're yep. feeling pretty bad? But yeah. then again, I've seen a few on telly that have just a magnificent <laughs> outlook on life. Yeah, they're struggling, but they take a positive aspect from some of the different situations. Yeah, they're that's in. right. So, that's exactly but right. they've lived it hard pretty well yeah. since they came into the world. Yeah. yeah, the thing that you're alluding to there too, mate, is that those thoughts that are constant and you can't focus, mm. that's an extremely draining thing oh, yeah. on your body. Yeah. So that's where you start to not be able to make uh, rational decisions necessarily. Is where oh, absolutely. The, where's no. the, where the fatigue How did you, sets in. What, what are some of the tips and tricks you learnt, Rob, oh, that no. you used <laughs> You know, outside of therapy, because we can't yeah. be in therapy every, no, you every can't, five no. minutes. Well, as I say, it for me, it took five months before I was physically able to go back to work, physically and mentally able to go back to work. I couldn't work in the same role that I was in. It was a high-pressure role. And I went back to the same organisation for three or four weeks and said, I just I'm can't. Done. Yeah, I'm done. I can't be here. And, and yeah. I was at a point in time when I could make that decision. Yep. And... That's when I got into real estate. I'd been encouraged into real estate and uh, it was the best thing that happened. Um, you know, the mechanisms to cope are, firstly, number one, you're the most important in the w- person in the world. But there's no question about it. And and don't be shy about feeling that. 
mm. know, and not doing things that don't benefit you. But, mm. And that sounds sounds selfish, but it's not. No. Yeah, it because has to be, I think, because otherwise you wouldn't elsewhere. recover. Um, Robin mentioned you've got to learn how to sleep, and, and that's exactly true. I had to learn how to sleep properly. Um, I would have, mm. for the period of three or four years, probably had at most four hours of broken sleep every night. And I just, well, I look back now and don't realise, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how I got through. And I can't do without 10 or 11 now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, you I've learned to do it pretty well. Your body can, but, can go yeah. through. Oh, yeah. But... God, no wonder you 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 broke yeah. down through oh, I, a lot. I mean, sleep deprivation. You only run on itself. adrenaline for so long. It, it's yeah. the worst. And you, you, I think you it know, was I'd the worst part. I'd get up and be feeling horrible, but think I've, this is what I've got, I've got to, go. to do. I've, I've Here's got to my do list it. for the day. Yeah, I've got and to that go. That is what have to happen. Ticking everything off. I mean, if there was a problem, and I still say, if you've got a problem, you've got to bring it to the surface and deal with it. And you're not going to have a positive outcome to every problem that's in life. So whether it's positive or negative, deal with it, put it in the bin and move ahead. And and that happened on a daily basis when I was at home recovering. I'd be sitting at home and something would come into my mind and I'd pick the phone up and ring my boss at work and say, you've got to get your bum around here, I didn't need to have a chat with you. And we'd, he'd sit down and look at me with a funny face, knowing that, well, you know, they were just very, very minor things that had mm. yeah. popped up into my life. Yep, yep. And it all dealt with things that had happened previously. But unless I brought it to the front, dealt with it, told him about it. Couldn't move on. Couldn't move on. And that happened probably two or three times a week for 15 or 20 weeks. So you clear the deck and, and, and go, and that's what happens now. And I... You know, I, I say to the guys that work for me, if you if there's problems that you're having, make the hardest call first. Get it out of the way, and you nine times out of ten, you realise it won't be anywhere near as hard as what you thought it was going to be, and you deal with it, and then it flows mm. through. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah, and you make it sound so easy, but obviously knowing how low you were, Rob, yeah. it's. It, it's not that easy. No, it's not easy, but again, but, I've come out of it the other side and, and learnt some things, and, and it's something I'll live with forever. It's it, yep. it's not going away. Yep. Uh, hopefully it'll never get back to the point to where it ever got to, and if it's starting to look like it, I know how I feel and I know what I generally have to do to get it right. Yeah. And, and usually it's with the person here beside me, my lovely wife, Robin, mm. that's the first point. Um. And if it needs to go a bit further, well, yeah, well, I have. We've got yeah. good connections and, yeah, same as Sam, he's got a good connection. That, yeah. Mm, that helps. Mate, yep, when you were sorry. talking about ticking off those hard, yep. hard tasks first or yeah. hard big questions, when you tick them off, is it a bit of an endorphin rush for your body once you, that stress is ticked off? You know, like you said, it's probably not as bad as what you thought it was. Yeah. Is it? a positive internal mechanism for your body that helps you feel a little bit better once you tick off on one of those things? No, it's just your mind at work. And, and to a certain extent, I, it's, I still do it. I still maintain a list for what I have to do for work. And I've probably never finished the list ever once in my life. And I couldn't count the amount of times I got out of bed, 
years ago and made a list three or four times a night and you'd get up with 10 or 15 things and you'd get halfway through the day and realise you didn't even pick it up and take to work with you. So it didn't matter anyway. But it did to you when you're sitting there in the middle of the night and, you know, one minute at night's worth about eight hours in the day. Yep. And it's, it's pretty pretty hard. But mm. but that uh, must have given you that sense of relief to even write them down. Oh, well, you do. And, and occasionally, no, I'll still do it now. I yeah. might get out of bed if there's a couple yep. of things and just write them down because I know that once I've written them down, I'll be right to put my head down and, and yep. have a night's sleep. Yep. And that's pretty rare now, but... That was nightly for three or four years. Yeah, and it's I guess great tool. Uh, yeah. it's oh, it a is great tool, and yeah. if it works, it's just good management. yeah, no, yeah. it is. It takes it off your mind and go yeah. back to sleep. But yeah. because you don't go back to sleep, do you? You go round and around, oh, you go around, and, yeah. around and you think of that yeah. same thing a thousand um, times. Yeah, yeah, and and you've yeah the coping mechanisms. You've just again, I still wake up, but. I, I know how to put myself back to sleep just yeah. through Techniques, technique, though. breathing exercises yeah. and things, and I can do it without any problems. And I don't have a sleep They'll night. be lifelong. Those, and Sam's the same, different techniques. He knows what helps. Mm-hmm. He'll go into the next – when he's at home, he's not – he is between two houses at the moment, but he will go next door in the spare room and he reads and he calls it a wave of sleep. Yep. And when you get – to that wave of sleep where tired, need to go to sleep, goes into his room. And if he wakes up again, he's go back in or read a bit more or I'll just, you know, whatever, might watch a bit of a movie. And when that wave of sleep comes, try again. Mm. He won't go to bed and toss and turn and think I can't sleep. I'll try it again. He doesn't. And, yeah. yeah. And, and that's another really good reason why a really good, professional and a psych that you click with yep. or, a you know, a counsellor is really important because you can't just go, oh, I went and saw a counsellor or a psych and didn't work, I'm not going back. Yep. That person might not have been right for you. Mm. Um, Wayne Swass was perfect example. When he was in Melbourne, he didn't click with mm. the psych and he thought, this isn't working. Mm. Went to Sydney through footy, had to see a new psych the relationship was there, mm. bonded straight away and changed his life. Yeah. So I'd say to anybody that thought they needed to see someone, it, it might not always work straight up, but to get that person that whether it's a friend or whether it is someone professional, that one person that you know will Absolutely. Yeah, will just get Going you. back to like what Rob said, yeah. you, you are the most important person. So do yourself a favour and be persistent until yeah. you find that right person oh, to talk yeah. to. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, yeah, different communities, and you, you hit it there a bit, Bernie. I mean, over the years, you hear the Americans in particular, they just have a regular visit with a mm-hmm. psychologist. Yep. They, they're servicing their mind. And I think that and that unf- will be part of us too. And, and unfortunately, our culture has always been, Jesus, they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> what, what bloody hell do they want to do therapy. that for? But that's What's part of that? their... Us therapy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, but the answer to that is it's not ridiculous. No, it's... It's, it's just part of them being the best they can oh, possibly be. I, I think be. It's, it, it's definitely changed. It's, you know, like I'll look at my son who's 21 and that those sort of age demographics, they're all over it. They, yeah. It's no big deal. You know, you talk to a lot of them and 
it's it's no drama. It's more sort of our age and up that, okay, it wasn't the norm when we were growing mm. up, so it is a little bit unusual. But I flip that. I say we need to educate more us because yeah. the younger mm. ones, they've they've got their shit together. Do they, Nards? Life, life hasn't hit them yet. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I, no, I they, they don't, no, they don't have life experience is not what I'm saying, but they're okay with the whole therapy thing and mm. and a, a lot of th- sexuality. I mean, I had a conversation with someone two or three weeks ago and, you know, she asked her daughter if, you know, she was gay and the daughter said, no, I'm not gay, I'm, I'm bi. And just like, you know, you're saying, well, you know, I've got long hair, you've got short it, it's not a drama. I, I think it's us. It's mm. it's the older generation that aren't as accepting. And I know it's different, but but we have to accept, you know, what is. I think the younger ones, they are our game changers. I'm not swaying from our philosophy of game changers. But what I'm saying I don't disagree they're, with they're anything. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're pretty good. I think it's, they it's are. the 30, 40 My point ups. is, though, when most of our generation of people that are the stress levels get to a certain point. Oh, of course. It's because we're in our middle age trying to strive to do the best for our family, to do the best for our career, to do the best for to be the best for and be second to ourselves. They haven't got there yet. So no. I hope they take the tools that they're learning now into that so phase of their life. There. That's what I really, really hope for. Same. But well, hopefully that- they're in therapy or they have a tune-up, whether it's, you know, once or twice a year, if they are Or we okay. get to teach them the tools that we never had. And Correct. I'm with Grady. When, when, when you're in a pressure situation at work um, and you're just trying to be the best you can possibly be for the boss, not for yourself or anybody else, you want to hit those targets and you want to deliver that, whatever it might have been, you are in a phase that you are... You are not yourself. You are out of control when you're doing that sort mm. of stuff. Um, but that's what we thought was ex- expected of us at that time. That's how we made the money. That's how we delivered for our family. Mm. But then when you get yep. to that position, your mind has taken over and, and it, it's very, well, I, I didn't break out of it until I broke. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you, yeah. you don't break out of it. Some people do, but. It's all encompassing. It takes over your whole mind and body and your life, and and I'll just work another hour. I'll just get that done for tomorrow, yep. and then mm. your family sitting at home. Karen will be sitting there at home, going, listening to this one, and going, "Oh, geez, Ben, this is the truth." <laughs> you don't get home until eight o'clock at night or seven thirty, and they're waiting with the kids at the yeah. table, trying to have mm. waiting for you to have dinner, and you're still not home. Yeah, and uh, you're the- doing that for somebody else, and. Not for them. You're talking again about, you know, the most important things. You've got to get the most important things. And if you don't, what happens? Well, the simple reality is not a, not a real lot happens. If you wake up the next day, that's, that means that problem hasn't caused you too much grief. Correct. I hope that our experiences, yeah. when we talk about them now, are what will help others yeah. not work until ridiculous yeah. hours and miss out on family life and you know if, if i don't have a lot of regrets but if there was one it's missing time with family and meal time mm. is one of those things at night yeah. for most families yeah. when your kids are growing up yeah yeah i suppose we were fortunate when the kids were little that you were on shift work and your mental health was okay then our kids spent a lot of time with you as little ones it was when you 
did the day shift. Yeah, yeah, there was no position issue. because you felt yeah. like that's what should happen because um, Amy was going to school, and it yeah, well, it, proved to be good hours, but huge pressure. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, the shift work role was probably far more beneficial because you would uh, you could go to work at seven o'clock in the morning, you would walk out at three o'clock in the afternoon. And there would be a transition and there would be a lot of sporting organisations and things that could take a whole lot out of it in that how does a huge manufacturing facility that changes 70 people every eight hours keep running without much of a hitch? You can't even run a footy team where they can't handball to each other at times. And I'm serious Mm. here. So you could put the queue in the rack at 3 o'clock and know that, oh, well, if there was something wrong... It's costing a company a real lot of money, and it's going to be fixed in a short period of time. So you could, yeah, you mm. could put the queue in the rack and walk out, knowing that didn't matter what happened, it'd be rectified in a short period of time. Yep, there was somebody to come in and get that sorted. Absolutely. Yep. So that environment was, you know, there wasn't but what a lot if of. Some, what if somebody else can't do your role? What if you're the man, no, woman, person? Well, yeah, you're in an environment in that manufacturing facility of, say, 80, 70 or 80 people per shift by four shifts, there are people with capabilities that can mm. do almost that, any role there. Yeah. So the role. flexibility there works to the benefit of your mental health because... So that was perfect. But then when you went to a role where the buck stops with you, yeah, that's a different world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and the focus on the role, which was a health and safety role from the company perspective, was massive and the resources were uh, up my boss and myself for the best part of a 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. How do you find it now? You work in your own company, you're working for yourself. Who looks after you when the pressure comes on and you can't say, I do? <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting one, Burn, because for the first five or six years when I was in real estate, just as a salesperson, I didn't have a care in the world. Once I bought into the business with a business partner, um, still not too many dramas, but then I'm sort of it because now. Because you're sharing the load. Yeah, sharing, sharing the, load, the load, and I'd always want to share the load. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's times when you've got to get right back into the your techniques of staying on top of your own and Is that where you share health. with Robin as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Having yeah. that sounding board. She's got some broad shoulders. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, yeah. For a little woman. <laughs> and again, oh, it's, yeah. it's, I'll, I'll go back to the point of when I, when I do start <laughs> to struggle with different things and you know what, what owning a business throws at you burn with when you employ people and it's different and varied all the time. You start to think, well, I've got to do this for those people or I've got to make that decision so that they're not impacted in their private life. But the most important thing, again, is to go make back, make sure that you're doing your role the best so that they don't get impacted by it mm-hmm. personally or by the result of what may or may not happen with the business. Mm-hmm. So, And you've still never been back to the point that you were before. Oh, no, no, I've never been there. Not I've, even close. You've got your management tools in place now. You've yeah. learned a hard lesson. Yeah. On how to look after yourself, mm. yeah, which is why we have these conversations. And I, I say, yeah, you know, what, I, what I was really getting to there was, it's so important to have someone to talk to. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Not just day to day life, business life, whether it be whether it be a, a business coach or whether it be your 
physical partner, whether yeah, it be yeah, or mentor, anybody, anybody. But, yeah, and, and get out and have a chat, and to realise it's it's there is no quick fix. Mm. The other and thing that, too is to to realise that sharing is not a weakness. Sharing something about you and the way you're doing things about oh, no, your it's, business it's, is because often we people look at us and go, "Well, you're the businessman. You've got it all sorted. You know, you've got a million bucks in your pocket. Everything's good. You're cruising along." That ain't the case. <laughs> you <laughs> no. don't go into business for yourself and, and end up being, you know, super wealthy and all the rest of it. It doesn't work that way. But if they're looking in on you and thinking that you've got your shit together, sometimes sharing with someone is opening a chink in your armour. And that's a very difficult thing for mm. people to do, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. But uh, it's it's one of the most positive things you can do as well because mm. you gain you just, respect. You have to. Yep. You, you gain have respect. to learn how to do that as an adult, not not as someone with mental health issues, just anyone. You have to be able to do I that. I think you do better afterwards. Well, you do. Yeah. After you've had that conversation with someone, you go, oh, shit, they're not actually judging me. I don't mm. have to perform no. for them. Yeah. They sort of see me for what I am Same and where I'm Same as asking at. for help. Same sort of line. It, it is. It, 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 it's absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's the same sort of principle. Well, it, you, it, Every everyone will help you if you like. You open that chink, yeah. like you gain the respect for doing it from them, and you gain the understanding as well, so right. that they will then work with you. And um, I agree with that exactly. And it might prevent them from falling into the same situation I as hope well, so. because they know that you're there to support them as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that with the kids as well, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're very different. I don't mean your kids. I mean the ones you work with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I see it in all ages, but you know, your grade five, sixes that are heading off into high school, it's different to when my kids went, it's mm. like generations apart, not just one. Um, yeah, yeah. They'll come and say, you can tell me it's okay. And isn't that great? Oh, and the kids that will come and yeah, just say stuff to you and, and, I th and things that they think, oh, might be only little, and you can see straight away, yes, got it, worked it out. Yep. Yeah, now yeah. come and tell me. And, yeah, there'd be 20 or 30 kids, I reckon, in a day that I would, they'd just, just check in, yeah. everything okay, yep, good, you know where I am, come find me. Mm -hmm. I say to teachers, if they say, I need to go and see Robin for five minutes, off you go, come yeah. find me, wherever Ridiculously, I am. Ridiculously, we They're can learn so much you, from the way the kids Absolutely. operate, oh. can't we? Oh, yeah. kids are generally, so, when Straight I was in front. the depths of my despair, sometimes you'd look at kids and go, I oh, wish I could be so in the moment like yeah. them. Yeah. Because, you know, if they're building something with their blocks, that's all they are doing. They are, we've, we've they are the chief people. of mindfulness. Yeah, we've spoken to people in this room who have shared stories of, uh, you know, interacting with their grandkids. And that yeah. when their when their world is falling to pieces for them to sit with their grandchildren is the best part of yeah. that day. Yeah. And and I'll and I'll put my hand up and say that there are days when I go home from work and I don't even want to talk to Karen. Yeah. You know, I love her to death, but um I just don't want to talk. You know, we talk all day long and I don't want to talk to yeah, anybody. I'm the, I'm the same. I'd much rather be a recluse. <laughs> but I talk if, a lot. But if my grandchildren are there I'll sit and talk to them yeah. because it's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. You know, there's there's just stuff that they, they just lighten up. Yeah. So when we're watching kids, yeah. they just teach us things, I reckon. Yeah, they do. They're in the moment. They, they absolutely do. do. They do every 
every day. We've got a, a little one that's in foundation this year and he has some anxiety, different things, but he's divine. Took a book to the toilet. <laughs> and the principal oh, needs to probably come out. You need to come out of there. And he goes, shh, I'm reading. That was his thing. And he's like, that's what he does. And then when he was okay, he came back and he sat down and went, I'm good now. Isn't it funny oh, how the toilet is the great. one space where nobody bothers <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> nobody wants that's to bother gorgeous. you. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So, like that. yeah. And that's where kids' innocence is beautiful. And they Absolutely. will be mostly up front and yeah. just say, Yeah. Do you know what happened last night? Or, you know, I'm a bit sad today. Do you know why I'm sad, Robin? They yeah. do, don't they? Yeah. And yeah, I love that. And I know oh, not yeah, all of gorgeous. us have the ability to interact with kids at that level, depending on where we are in our lives and, and who's a part of our life. But, you know, to, to have that, it's a gift. It, really it is, is a gift. Yeah, now, Grody, you've given us, so's Robin, Grody, you've given us quite a few tips and tricks and things that you've worked on. We normally ask our guests, this is the first time we've had a double, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So we normally ask if we give you a big, big billboard to whack up in the main street of Wodonga, let's say, what would your advice or what would your slogan, what would you, what would you say? I'll put you on the spot a bit here. Oh, no, I didn't not on prep the spot. you with this one, but <laughs> that's, you know, I, it's some of the stuff we've talked about. I think uh, if, you, if you could narrow it down to a sentence or, or something like that, Grody, so we yeah, can or um, a picture on a board or, or your point form. Focus on yourself firstly, and don't think it's wrong to do that. Don't be afraid to say no or not do anything you don't want to do. What about you, Robin? As yeah, a, same it, as it, a parent and a wife. And I still come back to that thing, crack the egg. Let, yep. I, I like that. Crack, crack the, the egg, egg. Talk to someone. You know, I feel like that's where we're at now. The egg's been cracked and, yeah, both of the most important, like two most important men in my life would <laughs> come to down. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. crack no, that's a good egg. one. Hey, before crack the egg, and I, and I meant to ask earlier, as the support in your family hub, as yep. you have been, and I know you support each other, but this is yeah. not a one-way street, by the yeah, way. No, no, it's definitely at, not. at one point, Robin, I'm, did you sit there and go, fuck, what have I done? How, um, how, how did we get to this point? And, and, and why am I the one that's looking after everybody all of a sudden? Uh, not really, because the inner, the inner in me was always, I, I'm, I have to, I have to be that person. I have to. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no looking back. I have to. People go, how? But did you ever feel it? No, I never felt like cracking. Not once. Yeah, okay. Not once. Yeah. I have to be no, that person. Robin, Robin was, has been amazing, and and still is. And again, it's it's something that there's no quick fix. I know that I'll be dealing with things for the rest of my life. And hopefully, it'll never get back to where it was, but. It's there, and the support of Robin has just been un- unbelievable. And I, you know, I hope, or I wish she hadn't have had to do it, but it's a simple case; she has to. And like Robin says, there are times, and we—it's never anything that's come out to say, "Why is me? What's happened here?" 
Women are tough. (laughs) Well, I mean, and I certainly didn't mean any disrespect with the question. It was more, you know, you are tough, and and you. But at some point, we're human. You know, you got to go. There's a a load coming on here. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there, there is that. You know, that has been, but way back. You know, that feeling of what can I do? But I think as the person that is the well person at the time, you have to just think, how can I help? Mm-hmm. No other no other thing in my yeah. brain. It was all about, I have to what fix this. I have to fix this. That happens brilliantly still with Robin. And But, we, you know, aside from a broader network of friends and family that do whatever they need to do if we ask them to do, we've got a, a few very special close friends that... Mm. Particularly Robin, if need be, we'll go and have a chill and a sit down and and discuss and and it's all out there. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. someone's got to support the supporter. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you know, something like, oh, it's Grady not going too well. Mm, no, he's not great at the moment, but you know, this is yeah. what's going on. And because yeah. you're you're human too, you, yeah. you may not have the same challenges, but you've got emotions and feelings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's and, where I was going with that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And so that that's good that you recognise that and you've got that support yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I become aware of it if I'm struggling a bit and I know that, you know, I know that I'm being a bit more of a burden and try not yes. to be. But then again, you don't want to lapse back into, well, I'm the one that's causing all these problems and away you no, go again. No, no. no. you got to walk But it, it'll be more that I'd just yeah. go a little bit quieter and, and let Robin yeah. sort it out. With with the good friends that we've got yeah. that know my situation That's why inside I'll come out. in on a Monday and say, what are you doing? I'm having an alcohol free day as <laughs> I as I pour a glass of wine. Just <laughs> <laughs> having one that's alcohol. Isn't that alcohol free? It's close. <laughs> yeah. Not that you. we <laughs> not that we do that, but hey, yeah, we have a great put more yeah. air in the top of the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, talking about alcohol now. Normally we got one, <laughs> we got two now. So I'm yeah. going to ask the question. I need a quick response. We'll go with the woman first, right? Then you, Grady. Mm-hmm. Whiskey or rum? Whiskey. Whiskey. Text or call? Text. Call. Giving or receiving? <sighs> giving. <laughs> yeah, giving, yeah. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Neither, neither. Neither. I think they're one neither of the biggest neither. causes of the problem we're talking about here now, <laughs> Nard, to be honest. Yep, fair. Adult or high school life? Adult. Adult, yeah. Scrunch or fold? Scrunch. Fold. <laughs> he used to really married <laughs> and lots of it. Lots of it. Lots of it. Guys, thank you so much, um, Grady. I know you've you've spoken a bit in the past, and yep. and I've never heard you. And I'm so glad that you accepted with open arms um, to truly try and keep normalising the conversation. And thanks, Robin, for coming in and giving. That side of the story as well. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you to Nard and and Burn. Yeah, thanks for having us. And um, and to the people out there, if you're struggling with anything, put your hand up for a start, and and ring ring Burn or ring Nard or ring myself. But 
there is there is always a light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. and no mm. matter how bad it is tonight, you yeah. you will yeah. wake up tomorrow, yeah. and uh, the sun will come up tomorrow, and it'll go down tomorrow night, and in the darkest moments, you won't know that, and you've got to have some faith that it will happen. But yeah. uh, there are plenty of people to help, and if anybody does need a hand, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to have a chat to That's anybody lovely. at any time, and. Yes, yeah, same. Talk. Like we keep saying, we're not, Happy to we're not experts in our field of what we're talking about here. Just been there, done we that. We are in mm. here, and we've all had a lived experience yep. where we can mm. draw on that doesn't mean we know exactly what someone's walking, but we've got a feeling yeah, in ways absolutely. in which we can help out. Yeah, I've had a few, you know, other parents that have come. Who was that person that Sam spoke to? Yeah. What did you do first? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. Happy to. It's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Knowledge and Open experience. your heart to. It's actually so, okay. Yeah. Just to, That's yeah. the best. Thing, oh, it's it? to anybody as well, Burn. But uh, there's certainly help there. It doesn't look like it. In the darkest times, you think there's nothing there to help you, but mm. but let them help you is the other mm. thing as well. Grady's going to have all these billboards all around the place yeah. <laughs> with my wellness gyms. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. No worries, Matt. Thanks, thanks Burn. very, sure. very much. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.